From KBGA Studios, it's Jackson Wagner and Taylor Featherman. West Coast Bars. Let me live that fantasy. Surprise, surprise. He did the match. He did the monster match. Friday, October. That enter. was exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I th- I literally called that. Well, you asked me if Monster Mash is in it, and but I'm not going to no. show you my hand. I and mean. I, well, so we're we're waiting to, to do the show, and he says I, I got a new intro for you, and I it's said some please, please please say the Monster Mash is not in it. And he refused to answer that question, and then he said he's only playing it Fridays in October. So at that point. <laughs> I knew that it had to be some weird mixture of the song Friday by Rebecca Black <laughs> as well as the Monster Mash, which is a graveyard a, smash. A, there was a part from, from Royals in there, though. There you go, Should yeah. Did Lord say, let me live that fantasy? That was... I don't know. That seemed fitting. Is that like fantasy football? Is that? I don't I, even know. I just I thought I mean, that's that a good seemed song. fitting. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. Well, this is uh, the West Coast Bias Show. Taylor Featherman here. And sitting across from me, don't even go at him on Twitter. He's got so many burner right. accounts. He I got will, like 20 accounts. Yeah, so he'll just re-roast you or roast himself. So many accounts. Um, but this is the West Coast Bias Show, and we are happy to be here. It is a Friday. Friday. And then we've made it through the work week once again. Woo! <sighs> what, a, what a sigh of relief. Jackson, how was the week for you, my man? What a week. Uh, this was... Yeah, this is a tough week. This is a long week. This is a tough week. This is huh? a tough one. Yeah. Everything okay? Oh yeah. It's just it's one of those weeks college throws at you. You know mm. where it's like, oh hey, you've got three exams this week, and then uh, you know that that kept me busy. Major project due in in one of my online classes, so that also uh, a how lot much, of time. How many online classes do you just have one? I have two actually. I have two They're online, nice, two in right? person. So I only have one class per day, but they're kind of nice, right? Uh yeah. I, they're bad for me because I end up procrastinating until I'm like, well, the a weekly assignment isn't due until Sunday, so I can just do it on Sunday. And then it's like, oh, but it's a week's worth of homework, so yeah. maybe maybe not. But, uh, that makes Sundays exciting, at least. I mean, yeah. It, that And one of them's a horror film class, so I just have to watch Ooh. a scary movie and read a chapter in a book. Really? Every Sunday. It's a real class? It's a real class. Media arts. It's good. It's good, man. I, I I strongly recommend looking for. I've taken I've taken some film classes and some media arts classes that. You know, uh, it's just kind of as like journalists who want to be doing some online stuff. I don't. Know, I guess speaking more so for myself here, and working for places like TheRinger.com. dot com. Oh uh, wow! You know that it's like Get if it. I got some if I've got some some film experience, some media arts stuff. You know, just thinking, yeah, just thinking for the future, that and that they're also fun and fairly easy so you should have done journalism nursing i'm <sighs> sure those two mesh mesh good. i should have that would have been good no now you tell me <laughs> i got i'm on my last semester and you finally this is your last college semester or i guess i'm i'm signing up for my last semester is what i meant to say i only have to sign up for one more slate of classes wow you're, wow. you're all grown up getting old 
Getting old. I feel the gray hairs coming in already. Is that a so is that a traditional four year? Four and done? Four and done. Wow, good for you, nerd. Four and out. I, I don't on, believe I'm in John Calipari's system. I think you need four years of college. I'm on the old seven year plan, I think. Really? <laughs> hey. We'll see how it turns out. You know, the you gotta work it your own way. Yeah. It's uh slow. Slow is my way. <laughs> um week for me, not yeah. bad. Feel like it kinda flew yeah. by. Um I feel like every week I just say how kind of I watched a lot of football. And, yeah, I mean, Thursday football was great. Monday night football seemed huh. pretty good. So, yeah, I just kind of kind of just watched football Monday night, Thursday <laughs> night. Um, do you do anything except watch football? Is that I built is that, a desk. There you go. Okay. That was challenging. I'm not good at tools. I was moving out of my old house and lifted my, my dresser of, of that year, and it just crumbled into what, what can only be said is uh-huh. a, at least 12,000 pieces. So I just had to throw her in the dumpster and, and move on. R.I.P. So I, I don't I don't plan on this desk being around for a long portion of my life, but it's a good good living room desk for me to watch football and do homework. There you go. But that's I, all, as long as you have one like one just flat space to work, I've found. Yeah, then in you front get, of the television area. Yeah. Yeah. I I too am taking an online class, but I'm taking really? online drawing. Ooh. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a good class, I would imagine. I, I kind of have an online drawing class. It's in I'm Adobe just, Illustrator, though, and I'm I can't just, draw. So I'm just so bad at drawing is the problem. So the prompt last Sunday, because I always do them on Sundays because I like to watch go, yeah. the football game and draw. Yeah, um, perfect. And uh, I, the prompt, and everyone's getting so creative with this. My roommate is in the same class, and he's always – so, like, it was draw something that you've that you're upset that you've never seen and you know you never will see, but you would have liked to see. Okay. So, like, people are drawing, like – I don't even know, like love or something, you know, like weird yeah. things that are like, there's obviously like some like conceptual, a and, lot of and like symbolism and, and yeah. stuff. Oh, and yeah. like my roommate drew a velociraptor because I guess he would have wanted to see it. Hey, who so doesn't want to see it? I went ahead and drew, I'm going to show you the picture. Love it. Derek Rose with a, an NBA Larry O'Brien trophy. I think it's going to happen, but not in that jersey. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We'll wait. We'll in talk a Bulls about jersey. But, uh, <laughs> Poor Bulls. Uh, and the teacher was like, I don't follow the NBA. I don't understand. Couldn't you get Derrick Rose back and win a championship? And I was like, It's not going right. to happen, teach. In a perfect world, professor. Yo, teach. But I, and he nah. kind of got in like, an argument with me about how like he thinks that this isn't out of the realm of possibility. And I'm like, listen, listen, listen. Even I've if he been, does, he won't have that haircut. So. <laughs> He's got he long hair have, now. He won't have the tight buzz. I've been a Derrick Rose fan for a long time here, teacher. And I'll tell you what, he's not winning a, a championship in, in Chicago Red. Not you, happening. You want to tell the people what your uh, what your your thumb drive is called? Flash drive? Thumb no, drive? what's my thumb drive's name? Come on. It's a little black and red thumb drive, <laughs> so I named it D Rose. I don't know. It wanted me to name it something and I'm not very smart. It was the first it was like in seventh grade and it was the first thing that came to mind. So I was like, hey. boom, D Rose, that's the flash drive. There you go. Mine was no name and I just left it as that. And now no name the rapper big fan of hers and so it like i i act like it's named after her huh. it's yeah. not actually though it just doesn't have a name <laughs> so i, I, I feel mean, i feel like there's been a lot of a good like good pop culture that's gone on this week so much good pop culture um chance the rapper at a live concert yeah the benefit for, for hurricane for relief. puerto rico yeah. yeah that that was really cool I, and you went to a chance concert correct i did yeah actually just about this time last year kind of mid-october it, uh, yeah great show Great show. Well, that guy does he, a good show. He knows. I mean, it, it's all because sometimes you hear rappers don't do a good show. No, he's got it down, and he's got. I mean, you hear the like, "Come on, big fella" voice throughout for, throughout Coloring Book, you know. And there's a yeah, character yeah. as a part of the concert that that talks in that voice, and he, 
him and Chance had conversations, and he was like a it, it. It was weird. It was definitely weird. There were like giant puppets on stage and stuff, but well, have you ever it seen was a the, show? Uh, to be remembered. the music video for like Summer Friends. Oh yeah, where it's just like it's, him and that like giant Muppet on a piano. Yeah, that's a or that's not that's Summer same Friends. Drugs. That's same drugs. Yeah, and that's that happened. That happened at the concert too. That brought, happened at the brought concert. Brought out the wow. the giant Muppet. Sat next to him on the piano as they, as he played same drugs. It was a yeah, huh. really good show. Huh? Yeah. Well, that sounds like a pretty Volcano. good show. That sounds like a pretty good show. Um. <laughs> all right. Are we uh ready to dive into headlines? Yeah. I tried really hard to make a new audio cut for headlines. You know, uh, I was thinking something like, you top like five, to, top five, top yeah, five, yeah, and that's five, that's, five, that's, five, that's Grammy, right? Uh, I I don't know. I don't know Drake stuff. I was on that Drake future. Mixtape that wasn't that good. Well, and then I figured that okay, if nothing else, I'll just pick the song "Headlines" by Drake and go with that. But did you know he doesn't say the word "headlines" in, in the, the song, song "Headlines"? Oh, well then that's no which good makes for us. making audio cuts kind of difficult. So we don't have an audio cut for think this. Think of yet. us, Drake. Come on. Yeah, come on. Think of think of the poor sports talk radio hosts. Oh, there's my laptop again. <laughs> this thing is is a nice laptop. Tato's got a it's very good at laptop. Peak performance. Yeah. I think it's restarted about four times already this morning. Yeah, it's having a problem with its own security platform inside of it, so it's just like yelling at itself. It's in, it's inceptioning itself. Yeah, it's in like or something four, like it's that. In like I've stage never seen four the movie. Of the, you've never seen Inception? No. Okay, you have homework. I know. I ha- I've I bought it too because I was like, I you need to, I, I need to watch this. Christopher Nolan's great. I love all of his movies. You know, I, and then I just haven't got around to it. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. For shame. But you're right about uh, the Christopher fair. Nolan thing. Yeah. Oof. I still haven't seen Dunkirk yet either. Want to see? No, Dunkirk. I haven't seen Dunkirk yet either. Really like I'm in a World War II. Uh, the, uh, speaking of Dunkirk, World War II history class. Had my exam is last that, night. Is that what Dunkirk. it's like to be a senior Big in, thing. in college? Is just you take classes like about World War II and horror movies? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I <laughs> my classes. I'm a journalism major. My classes are. Oh, you're a journalism an major. Illustrator design class where you, you just probably draw. do you some good, even though I mean that'll it, that might help. Have you guys seen our logo? Hey, I mean, I mean, it's at WCB show. If you want to check that out on the Twitter C machine, minus, I would say I'd say it's at least a C minus horror film. I'd modern. Give, I'd give it a regular C. Regular Thank C. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was uh, not my idea. I should I should say that I was I was struggling it to was come Taylor's up with something, idea. and it was yeah, it's Taylor's idea. It was girlfriend Taylor's idea. Oh, not co-host Taylor's. Well, idea. I just thought if I left it vague, I could maybe I know take credit for it. I know I saw what you were doing. It wasn't. It wasn't best friend Taylor's name. It wasn't best friend Taylor. Yeah. It was it was one of the three though. You it could have been it could all three are more creative than me except for maybe co-host Taylor. Oh wow! Wow! Shots I don't. I mean, do I, I need, do I need I to mean, play draw, the open drawing again? wise? Drawing. Do wise. I need to play the open again? <laughs> I, I meant to. I meant to specify. It's the Fridays like, in October open. I mean, does that mean that we don't have to hear Friday twenty times throughout the show? Or I think I'm just gonna play it again at the top of the hour. I, I, there you go. All right. I, I went home. That's I, the, and that's I was a compromise. I was making that cut last night to the Thursday night football game. A lot of time, a lot of effort. You know, yeah. beads of sweat dripping down my brow, going in. You know, just really, really giving it all I've got. Mm-hmm. And my roommate goes, "Dude, honestly, I'm not going to listen to the podcast if you play Friday a hundred times again." Hey, and I looked thank at him you, and I was like, "Wow, roommate, cross-eyed one." Uh, I don't. What's his? What's cross-eyed roommate's name? I want to <laughs> not refer to him as cross-eyed roommate. I think that's are mean. You, are you sure? And I'm sorry for you. If you have a name, his tweet name me. is Young Chester. Young Chester. His name's Miles. I don't know. We call him Chester. Chester Miles. No, his name's just Miles. We just call him Chester. Oh. Or the cross-eyed guy. 
or the little guy. All right. He he deserves Keep everything your head he's got coming. Keep your head up. Do the dishes while you're listening to this. Tato, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Well, anyway, we're going to do headlines, headlines. now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we were doing. Um, do I have the... You've got the three this week. The mid, okay. The, the number, you've got numbers eight, number six, and number three, and I've got numbers 11, four, and nine. But we're only doing five. I From left to right. Left to right, okay. I, I prepared these east to south, so Damn. wow! Everyone just everyone just buckle up here. All right. Um. So my first headline, uh, kind of vague. Not a lot. Not a lot really. Uh, not not. It seems like a quiet news week, which is sports wise at least, which is kind of I don't know, kind of a nice change. I feel like. Yeah. But uh, what are you talking? There's got to be sports news, twenty four seven all the well, time. No, but we're, to be we're, happy. we're trying to pick a top five here, and you know it's. It's not like I can just throw a dart at the wall and go with that. I don't. I don't post these True. up on the hey. wall. Hey, but um, enough. the Orlando Magic have hired the Hall of Famer Tracy McGrady to be a special assistant T-Mac. up in the front office. Um, good for T Mac. Like I don't know if this is in the top five stories of news, but like I, you know, it's top five things I care about for sure. I I'm excited about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited to see T Mac get back into a role with basketball. Aside from the jump, the jump's great. He, I, Granted, I, enjoy, I do like Rachel Nichols, and I do yeah, like the jump. That's a great, great show. One of the best that ESPN's put out. Well, I was going to say, you know, ESPN's having so many problems with their product on the screen and all yeah. this, but really, their basketball coverage is nails. I mean, oh, Zach yeah. Lowe's the man. Zach they, Lowe's the best. Former Grantland. They got Woj now. They got Woj. Woj bombs. He's starting to lose out to Shams, though. The, I know. The, his, the man his that his replaced him at, yeah, at, at Yahoo is. It worries me. He's got all the scoops now. Woj, the Woj bomb still though, still steadily flowing in. But uh, T Mac just coming off of being inducted into the Hall of Fame just in September, yep. just a short reach of go over his career, including former a term Raptor with the Magic. He had some time with the Magic, the Orlando. Correct. Okay, not the Wizards. Well, they well, do just Magic not, too. Not the DC Wizards. Yeah. Just the Wizards of Magic. Okay, yeah, I got you. Separate. Got you. Uh, 19.6 points, 5.6 rebounds, 4.4 assists, over 15 seasons of NBA experience. And he won back-to-back scoring titles a couple times. So, I mean, he... And never won in the playoffs. No, can't... I mean, well, yeah, I was kind of... I mean, he made it to the finals with the Spurs, but he literally didn't I mean, he, play a single minute. That was my favorite season, I think, when, when T-Mac was just... He, he was, like, kind of chubby at that point, and, like, a little bit maybe he was, he was like, I'm going to play baseball, and I don't really... He, like, never... I don't remember seeing That's him true. in the game, T-Mac but... T-Mac had a run at baseball. He did, I yeah. I forget that. He was, a, he was a good baseball player. Well, I don't know if good is... Not quite Tebow. No. Well, better than Tebow. No. I would say. Silly Jackson. Eh. It's debatable, but he, I mean, he was playing minor league ball. He was pitching, starting some games. I mean, when you're that I, that big and athletic and have have thrown things before, I feel like you can probably throw the ball very hard. So that's what I like to but think yeah. about myself. Good for good for T Mac. Yeah, he, he's an Orlando Magic great. Probably where he's best remembered. You know, he was good in Toronto. <sighs> if if Vince Carter stuck around with him in Toronto, I I think that they win a I don't... win a title. You think but that's, that's where he's best that's remembered? That's coming as a, as a Raptor fan. Orlando? Houston, maybe, better remembered? I was going to say, I, th- I think Houston or Toronto even. I mean. Really? Well, I mean. Uh, that's probably you, true. You became a Raptors fan watching those teams with yeah. v- v- Vince Mack and, and Little Muggsy. But then he left. Little, little old Muggsy. Little old Muggsy. Good Muggsy. 
<laughs> that was weird. Good Muggsy. Uh, yeah, sounds like but a duck. Good Muggsy. I don't know. Maybe my older brother was a, a Magic fan, and when I really like started actually like watching a lot of basketball, that's kind of when I remember T Mac being. So, you know, but good for him. Good for T Mac. Is it okay, my turn yeah, for a headline? Well, yeah. What's number six or whatever? Number the second up. Number four. What are you talking about? Uh, get your order. the World Cup qualifying hmm. for soccer. I know that we talked a little bit last week about soccer, and you I said did. that I, no, I was locked in. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's uh the U.S. with probably the biggest international soccer match since the the 2014 World Cup. Tonight they play Panama. The U.S. right now in Concacaf. They're tied for fourth with nine points. Panama ahead of them in third at ten points. The top three teams automatically qualify for the World Cup. Well, and isn't Lionel Messi in Argentina in danger Whoa. of missing out? Okay, on you World can't Cup just Google. You can't Google World Cup qualifying and then steal my. I, I have that. No, I'm just. I'm in. I'm but in the, know. the last four U.S. Panama games have been one-one draws. The U.S. really need a win to kind of solidify the spot. Even if they don't, they probably end up taking the four. Honduras is tied for fourth with them, but they're eight goals back in differential, which tough to make up in two games. So the U.S. likely will at least have a playoff with uh, either Australia or Syria, who drew 1-1 in their first leg of that playoff. So the U.S. in, in dire positions, they haven't missed the World Cup since 1985. Well, and it, it and looks like Wales could be eliminated even if they win. There you go. So Name one player on Wales. It was a big one. His name rhymes with the country. And also with Jail. what you make out of hay. Bale. Yep. There you go. Look at you. You got your soccer. Christian Bale. But, Exactly, Batman, Christopher <laughs> Nolan. It's all coming full circle. I'm Batman. But oh yeah, Argentina. Lionel Messi. Messi hit the post in their game. Now, what is Bale's name? I I know Gareth. Yeah, I knew. There you Gareth go. Bale. Nice. Good work. Good Gareth work. Gareth Bale. I played a little FIFA. Oh yeah, that's Gareth a that's probably favorite sports video game. FIFA's FIFA fun. FIFA and 2K right the there. The problem is I've never finished a FIFA game. Well, what do you mean? I get ejected. Oh, you get too many red cards. Too many slide tackles. There you go. I that's can't, I can't that's what the, I used to I can't do, too. field the team. There's not enough players yeah. to put out. No substitutions once you get red carded. You're I, done. I play an aggressive brand of soccer. Hey. Football. Football, as they call it. All everywhere right. What else here. is going on with the, the World Cup? But, yeah, Messi, who was probably this will be his last World <laughs> Cup, is hey, never, is never brought home. Yeah. I mean, he maybe – we'll see how he ages, but – I, you're talking about five years from now is the next one. I, he'll help in the qualifying process maybe, but even that, he's threatened to retire from international play before. He's never won a major a major title with Argentina, who are generally considered to be an international power in soccer. He's, I mean, basically just a disappointment at the international stage for one of the best players, one of the two best players of all time, probably with Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, poor Messi. But they're in sixth place right now. Top four qualify in the fifth spot in their region makes the playoffs so they're not even in the playoff spot like the u.s they don't have that to fall back on so the u.s in danger of missing the world cup probably will make it but tonight would will be huge in determining that and argentina and messi they play tuesday their last match so they've got one more to to move into a, a playoff spot so we'll see uh as as a ronaldo fan and a messi hater i still want to see him at the world cup because he's one of the best players in the world and he puts on a show every time he's out there so it would it would be bad for soccer, I think, if if Argentina missed the World Cup. Hmm. That's my headline about soccer. I think that's, I think I get like two three minutes to talk about soccer every show, and then 
you will stop me. Yeah, I mean, I I gave you a that was a I gave you a your good window. run. That was a good run. Thank yeah, you. you. I appreciate it. You had your shot. All right, your turn. Um. All right. So MLB playoffs are in full Baseball. swing. Baseball. See that full swing? Kind mm-hmm. of a take me up to the ball game. I'll be quiet. You can do the whole thing. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> Tell us about baseball. Uh, full swing. Uh, full and we've sw- seen full swing. Real home run. But uh, Googling. sorry, sorry. Frenetic uh, Googling. We've seen though a, a lot of action so far. So we start things off right. First game of the playoff, the Yankees coming in and defeating none other than the your your twins. Yeah, you were yeah. all excited. Both about of my the picks are out already. <laughs> they were good yeah. games though. The t- that the Twins started off very well. <laughs> they did. Severino only got one out, and the Twins had three runs in the first inning, and then the Yankees bats came alive. Aaron Judge. We he's saw good. Him. Yeah. yeah, he's very he's, good. Yeah, and the excitement good. that he had when he hit that home run. It, it was... brought the entire entire Yankee Stadium up. I mean, that that's you know, you Well, and really... he had said it was something he was waiting to see. I, uh, there's obviously a big difference between regular season crowds and postseason crowds. And they were going wild, insane, and he kind of fed off that energy and he said he's been waiting to see Yankee Stadium like that. So, I mean, it, it sucks. This is a cool young Yankee team. They've got a lot of I mean, Didi Gregorius, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, all these guys that they've brought in from a young age. It's not it's not the Yankee teams we've seen in the past where they pay five hundred million dollars for A well, Rod and Mark Teixeira and and guys who are all budget. household names still already. Got a pretty good budget. I mean, they've got a good budget, but they're bringing in younger, cooler <laughs> players. But then you see the crowd, and it's still just the hey, I'm walking here, New York guys, and you, it's tough. So what are they doing? They, hey, I'm walking here. Oh. I think I think that's an office skit. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a very new. It's every time I'd see Yankee fans screaming, it's all I can imagine them saying is that they're just walking, walking here, walking. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but Jackson, you hit the nail on the head. Both teams came, and it was a really good baseball game. Uh, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Both teams came out of the gate, uh, three runs each in the first inning, and I thought we were really, really set for something. Twenty-seven potential runs each. If things went yeah. to court, you see, I had to do the finger trick. The finger trick. That's Nine how many runs three. total is that? Fifty-four. Nice, quick math. Hey, quick math. But uh, I, I don't know. The, the thing that I found interesting about that game is both teams come out, and they're just, <laughs> just you know, Dozier goes home right, right first, first pitch or first uh, at bat of the game. Back to back playoff Homers games. Later in the ball in that Let's same go. inning. Uh, driving in a run as well, I, and it looks like it, it just seems like the Twins are going to come out and just blow this thing wide open. Uh, even even the Yankees made a pitching substitution yeah. there in the first first go, and then David Robertson that was a, a great performance offense. by him, the yeah. longest longest appearance of his career, and he really kept them went like three intact and a third, through right? yeah through the uh, through the tough part of that right yeah. game. No, and you know, as far as as far as the twins go, I mean, there is there is nothing but hope coming up here. I mean, you got a good, a good young year. team. I mean, and like you like you were talking about recently. I mean, just the adversary adversity. I, there you go. Coming back from being a um, hundred loss team one year to a wild card team the next year. I mean, just got to keep building. It's big. We'll but, uh, maybe see them in the future. Who knows? Maybe perhaps, this was a, a perhaps, fluky thing that they they won this many games. We'll we'll see. I guess. Uh, and then Rockies your other D-backs. pick, the Arizona yeah. 
Diamondbacks defeated or no, you picked the Rockies. I picked the Rockies. Well yeah, they were Rocktober. Rocktober's over already. By Arizona. But October's just starting. That's why we got the Monster Bash. And we got the AL games. Altuve hits three homers. As the the Strohs really just walk all over the Red Sox. Chris Sale, what's wrong? There's Chris Sale's got some problems. Yeah. Well, during the postseason, the regular season, Chris Sale was absolute nails. But so your matchups are set for the actual for the NL and ALDS round. Yep. Uh, you've got Boston versus Houston. Houston takes game Houston. one. Houston. Not putting enough U in that H. Houston. Uh, but yeah, Houston's uh, up one game, nothing on Boston. Verlander getting the win. That's kind of fun to see. Uh, and then Cleveland getting the first win on the Yankees. Um, Trevor Bauer with the win there. I mean, do you do see. you think that the Yankees have a shot to get past Cleveland in that that matchup? I I don't know, but what I do know is that both teams their their Twitter trolling is is on point Ooh. right now. The Yankees tweeted out a picture of LeBron with a Yankee hat and said, "Can't wait for the series" or something about "Let's go pinstripes" or blah blah blah. Nice, good. But roast. that's a, that's a good roast. They play good roast. Cleveland, obviously, where where LeBron's from, and oh, then I didn't even get the it. Uh, the the Indians. After Trevor Bauer's start, tweeted a picture of his stats and said, "All sit," which uh, clearly referencing "All Rise" to Aaron Judge and the whole, you know, yeah, everything the they've built around him. The judges, yeah, yeah, the All Rise for well, so that, good. that that's good. Good back and forth. I yeah. love to see teams get like that on Twitter, troll each other and <laughs> and just have fun. I mean, yeah. it's it's an innocent enough thing. It just gives the fans something to something to look for. Well, and I feel like I don't know. We see we see teams going at each other on Twitter quite a bit, and I guess the Butterfingers account going at the Chicago Bears a little bit. Did you ever did you see that last Thursday? No. I'll I'll pull up the tweets at the break and then come back with them. But they uh the Butterfingers candy bar account was trolling just trolling. Oh, the, the actual account. yeah the candy bar. Wow. Account. Um, but then over in the NL, you've got the Chicago Cubs versus the Natties. Yes, mm. that'll be a, that'll be a fun series too. That is a, couple a good of, series. A lot of lot of power there in the, in the in the lineup offensively. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Baseball. A- Arizona, <laughs> Los Angeles, the Dyers, 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 Dyers. But Jackson, your teams are all eliminated. Do you want to pick? Do you want to pick new ones? Uh, I think that's what I'll do. I'll just pick new teams every round after <laughs> mine get eliminated, and there then at the end, I'll just I'll pick the World Series champion after it's happened. Now, I mean that that was mostly just a a dream scenario that I thought would be great to see. No, and that would have been a lot of fun. See the the five from I think, each side come through. I think the real I think the Indians are just I mean they're basically unstoppable right now. I I see them coming out of of the AL. I don't think there's any way the Yankees get past them. And I think the Dodgers Dyers. I I don't know if they I mean they won the most games. They have home field advantage. They've been struggling, but Dyers. I just think that team's got too much talent when it comes time for everything to matter i just i don't see them struggling like they have down the stretch but who knows we'll see yeah the dodgers there you go um i i see got i i see that i you know i think the cubs have a lot of potential to come out of out of the nl they're going back to back i don't think they go back to back though i think i think they play cleveland again i think cleveland gets them the windy battle of the red sea logos the Windians. Yeah, some good logos there. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, what what do you what, got? My next headline, This is, and I, 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 I told you about this before. It's kind of, 
I, mostly just to back up another stance that I have that's maybe slightly controversial. But the Clemson football team, the Clemson Tigers, they are practicing. They're wrapping up practice. Dabo Swinney is talking to them. And so uh, there's, a, there's a car accident just off of where their, their practice facilities are. And the Clemson Tigers go to the aid of this student that was involved in a car accident. It was actually a student that Dabo knew. They run. There's, it, I couldn't really piece together all of what it looks like, but it sounds like there's like a river or at least like a slow-moving body of water in between them and the road where the accident happened. Hmm. The car went about 100 feet down the embankment, and wow. the players players all it's it's it made it sound like players helped i'm not sure exactly if players helped i think Dabo stopped them from swimming across to provide aid but they came running over Probably. some like trainers some student assistants some videographers they all all swam across and and helped out this student who got in a car crash so i mean not only is clemson the best college football team right now they also are are really good guys or good for nicest, Dabo. are the nicest they are the nicest so that's uh, that's it. Just a little quick thing you might have missed in your week, and uh, and a little quick thing to help help my agenda of getting you to like Clemson more than Alabama. Jackson's I don't know if you need. I don't know if you need to help to like Clemson more than Alabama, but I'm just saying. <laughs> um, my final headline of the week, big one, is something that took place on Sunday. Um, that. I feel like has been stirring up a lot of uh, controversy lot of across the entire NFL. The Twitter sphere is is a buzz. Yes, no doubt. Uh, so Cam Newton doing his press conference following uh, a big win by the Panthers against the Patriots. Yeah. In the final moments, too, he had a game-winning drive that was somewhat surprising, uh, at least to my opinion. But he, uh, a, a female reporter afterwards in, in the uh, press conference asked him a question about well, I think the uh, press conference was sometime this week. It, was, it, it, it had just happened like yesterday. Regardless, she was asking yeah. him a question about Devin Funchess's uh, route running abilities, mm-hmm. and he—I I don't know the exact quote, but he, he blew her he, off essentially. He, he just kind of laughs and says, "Oh, that's that's funny. I've I've never heard of a female ask about routes before." Right, and yeah, he's kind of exactly. laughing as he says it, which obviously is a horrible thing to be doing. It's her job. She covers the Panthers. She knows she, she, football. Yeah, she, she's a beat writer. I mean, she, that's that's yeah. literally her job is is to ask those questions. So Cam takes a lot of heat. Yeah, and he he ends up losing uh, a lot of endorsements. Orcos, the yogurt company, mm. pulled their sponsorship. So he did the zero Orcos zero. Yeah, one is like the the black black one with like the blueberries in it or something. All right, I believe you. But uh, he, he lost some, lost some. Dannon, I think, is the the head company of Orcos. But they they're no longer. Uh, so but it was, it was a big thing. I mean, everybody you saw a lot of a lot of media personalities on Twitter coming to the defense uh, of this beat reporter and, and calling out. But then the controversy thickens when they find out that she's got a bunch of old racist tweets. Oh, that are I didn't still see on her that. timeline. She really? does. Yeah, she had some tweets about like, I think I think dropped the n word in one of them. Whoa. She said something about on a road trip with my grandpa. It's so funny because he's just so racist. And then somebody responded, and she said, "Yeah, he's the best. Just so racist." And like saying that she just loved loved all these racist jokes her grandpa was telling, and and so then she takes some heat, and now now it's a. 
I mean, what Cam said was was not right, and he sh- deserves to be taking everything that he is. Did you see? His but at apology? the same time, I didn't actually. He put, it was a it was a video, right? I got it. You got it. Wow, look at this guy. After careful thought, I understand that my word choice was extremely degrading and disrespectful uh, to women. And to be honest, that was not my intentions. And if you are a person who took offense to what I said, I sincerely apologize to you. Uh, I'm a man who tries to be a positive role model in my community and tries to use my platform to inspire others. And I own, I, I take ownership to everything that comes with that. And what I did was extremely unacceptable. Um, I'm a father to two beautiful daughters. And at their age, I try to instill in them that they can do and be anything that they want to be. Uh, and the fact that during this whole process, I've already lost sponsors and countless fans. I realized that the joke was really on me. And I've learned a valuable lesson from this. And to the, the, the young people who see this, I hope that you learn something from this as well. Um, don't be like me, be better than me. And to the reporters, to the journalists, to the moms, super moms, to the daughters, the sisters, and the women all around the world, I sincerely apologize and hope that you can find the kindness in your heart to forgive me. Thank you. So there you have it. That's and pretty I, good. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you can hear how, how sincere of an apology that was. And, and I think a big part of it, which... I mean, not condoning his actions in any way, but I think it also shows, I mean, not there aren't many females covering football. It, it's not a, a level playing field for women in covering sports in general, but it's particularly NFL football. And I think it was probably the first time in his life that Cam Newton has ever heard a, at least a female reporter, but maybe just a female in general, talk about routes with him. And it wasn't like he was... I didn't read into it as much as like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. Like you can't, you can't know about routes. I read more into it. Like, well, like that, that was that was kind of funny. Like I've never, I've never heard that before. It's still so wrong for him to say, but I think the meaning. I, I mean, I think he's just a kind of a childish, immature guy, yeah. and I think, you know, it was like, oh, this is like it. He, he it wasn't an evil statement and he wasn't saying women shouldn't be covering football but he just is maybe not the smartest guy you know no and i think i think that's a pretty good synopsis of that i i think the important i mean and it, it kind of bothers me because i i feel that to be a fairly sincere apology yeah i mean you can tell don't, that he don't be me be better rare. than me that's, yeah exactly that's... don't don't be like me be better than me which is a powerful message because cam newton is a person obviously in the limelight, uh, a lot of kids walking around with Cam Newton jerseys. A lot of kids in the park right now who are mm-hmm. rushing for a first down, who stand up with the football and then dab right at the first down line. You know and what I mean? The Superman. Yeah, exactly. Off. I mean, there's there's kids out there who who obviously take a lot of liking to Cam Newton, especially following that sensational 2015 campaign yeah. where he was the MVP and took the team to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously he's got a fairly young following. So, I I, I find that to be a, a fairly fitting. Um, 
apology. Don't be like me. Be better than me. Although last night on Thursday Night Football, they went to the uh, – halftime segment or whatever and then mm-hmm. they debated whether or not they thought that apology seemed sincere which i i feel like that really? seems it just seems counterintuitive to, yeah. to the whole point i think you, you can know? i it's think an I, apology. Mean, I, I think you can attack him for the words that he said but when he apologized especially i mean i don't know i, I it seems unfair to then question the sincerity of an apology yeah, as well i don't something about that just seems kind of cynical to me in, in the first place but, yeah um regardless all right that is headlines of the week. Things you missed, but we've got, we've got you back. We've got for you. We've got it for you. Um, all right, so we're gonna step aside here for a quick break. But Jackson, when we come back, Grizz football on the road this weekend. R.I.P. Tom Petty. Everything people need to know for that. Welcome back, West Coast Bias Show here on a Friday. It is like October 7th or so. Close enough. Is that about right? The 6th. 6th? Yeah. No good at dates. I mean, you're right there. You got the October part right. It's it's foggy the- outside. It's perfect. It seemed apocalyptic this morning. It was great. It Love. Was- Fog is my number two weather. Maybe number one. Really? Because it comes around so rarely. You're like the only person who likes fog. Really? I just, I don't know. I, I think, think it's so. great. I have no really? no reason to explain it. I just think it's great. Love being stuck. Like football you, games you where like it's fog. like foggy and kind of like, I don't know. It's just the best. Hmm. That's all you, I'll You, my say. friend, are a little bit different than the rest of us. Well. But that's good. We've known that for a while. Adds diversity to the broadcast. All right. <laughs> Jackson, the University of Montana yes. Grizz football team is Grizzlies. on the road to Pocatello. Perhaps the funnest name of all of those different cities to say. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's right there. Unless your name's Otello. What? Get it? Get it? Because then you get poked. Is that there it is. Okay. All there right. it is. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. They're taking on Idaho State. And this is a good Idaho State team, which is something we're not uh, not used to really ever saying. Idaho State, historically a very, very bad football team so they're they're three and two they took down nevada they've got an fbs win which i know Ooh. we've talked about before on the road is something always tough for the grizz to uh to do it seems like these past couple of years on or under under head coach bob stitt it's it's in an arena which is another thing that's holt arena is a weird weird place and it's you got to adjust to playing inside and these are two teams that don't like each other. They the last time the Grizz were there it was that memorable game where Idaho State should have won, and they s- snap the field goal over the holder's right, head. It bounces right. around. The Grizz pick it up. J.R. Nelson scores it, and now that, that was a game that was improbable, and the Grizz come away with the win. Now they're playing a better, a better Idaho State team. The two coaching staffs don't like each other. Rob Fennessy. Used to coach here at Montana. He's their head coach, Matt Troxel, who uh, who signed on as the Grizz wide receivers coach this summer. Left immediately uh, went once Fennessy was named head coach. He's in his first year, and now uh, Troxel's back at Idaho State. So he hmm. he's went from Idaho State to 
Montana for about a month and then back at Idaho State. So just enough time to get the game plan. Exactly. So we'll see what kind what kind of scoops he got while he was here. No, I mean, he's a good he's a good dude, and Fennessy is a, a good friend of his. When he got promoted to the head coach job, it was something that he had to do go back. But uh, it it should be a good game. Another one. Uh, the Grizz are gonna have to. I mean, this isn't as much of a must must win. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a mustard win. It's a game. Both teams are receiving votes in the top 25. It's a game that could move the Grizz finally back into the top 25. Still, at that point, I, I mean, if the Grizz finish the season in the top 25, they're probably going to the playoffs. So that's that's kind of the bar that you need to need to keep your eye on. And this could could get the Grizz into that spot. So big I, one coming up. I went to school. Good. <laughs> well, cut me off, why don't you guys? <laughs> but uh, no, I Rob Fennessy, I I believe before he left because he went to Arizona from Montana, right? Uh, Not the University of Arizona part, Northern say, Arizona. But I, I I think. But regardless, I I believe I, I his daughter a long time ago in like second grade was in my same homeroom class. There you go. Nice. Don't. Good for you. Don't happen to remember what her name was, but pretty <laughs> sure because her dad came in with like Monty like once a month or something for game days. There you go. Which was kind of cool. That is the cool. Monty was uh, was the coolest back then. Yeah, I bet he never came to Anaconda. No, he did. Really? He came. Uh, Anaconda. It's weird. Anaconda's. It's kind of a road trip. For they've got yeah. Monty Bear. They do a lot of a lot of great things with the Special Olympics and and those sorts of events, and they host a lot at Mitchell Stadium. And Monty Monty came out for a couple things. He was at he made some appearances in the good old A town. So I mean, how does that? Work? I mean, because Butte is I think feel like leans more Grizz. Yeah, Anaconda's more Grizz as well. If good. that's what you're good. I mean, there there were there were some some of my friends. Mostly the guys at the bottom of our class were Bobcat fans. Every wow. all the smart kids were Grizz fans, and that's a boom roasted. Boom roasted. No, I mean they were also Cat fans. It was split. I would say not quite half and half. It was weird too, because I still remember. I mean, I remember watching the Grizz since like '06 and and whatnot. I've, I've been a season ticket holder for a long time, and back then the Cats were bad, like really bad, right. and nobody cared about Cat football. And then. They had that kind of breakout, and then in the in the early Daenerys the early McGee. teens, Daenerys McGee exactly. They it's all the of a sudden cat fans. Right I'm, I'm sure it was like Seahawk fans in this area as well when the Seahawks started getting good. It's just like oh, Super I didn't long. realize that I had 35 friends who were Bobcat fans. That's a, that's interesting. Believe it or not, growing up in Missoula in the Missoula County public school system, yeah. a lot more Bobcats fans than you'd think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Pro Grizz overall, I'm, I'm assuming. Pro Grizz overall, and I think on Fridays teachers got to wear their Grizz gear or whatever. Yeah. But it's interesting to Anaconda. I mean, it's 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 about an hour and a half to Missoula from Anaconda. It's about an hour and a half from Bozeman. We're kind of the midpoint, and more more of my class in high school, about 68 students graduated from AHS, and more of them went to Bozeman than here. What's AHS? Anaconda High School. I could have figured that one out. Now it's a it's a weird thing they combine the junior high with the high school and you have to call it Anaconda Junior and Senior High School Junior High and Senior High School or something. It's got like it's not AHS anymore. It's like A H J H L O S M A hmm. or something crazy. But anyway, Grizz football is what we're talking about. Correct. Um, so three and two Bengals at home last year, sixty-two to fourteen. Uh, against the Grizz, yeah, in the game in which the Grizz won, I, and that's I mean they they were 
Oh, they had one one conference win last year. It was a it was a bad team last year. They're it's a different Idaho State squad. They don't have Coach Kramer anymore, and that's a. I mean, Idaho State, if they were more competitive, would be one of the main rivals for Montana. It's one of the closer closer schools. Historically speaking, there's been reason to for a dislike. I mean, Fennessey, it's tough. When he was at Montana, the Grizz went three national championship games, 04, 08, 09. Uh, he, he won a, an award as a top assistant in FCS in 06 when he was at Montana. I mean, really, if you're talking about the the glory days of Grizz football, at least in the in the thousands, they they did make the playoffs in 2011, or they did make a, a run and won a conference championship, but that was vacated by by all the NCAA stuff that fell down. So 2009 is the last time the Grizz won a Big Sky championship, wow. and and they they went to the national championship that game year. To get whoa, I don't know what those words During were. The game year, yeah. They went to the national championship it's, game that year, and uh, that was it's golf Jackson fantasy was there, so it's golf. Ja- Golf yeah. Jackson's back. But, I mean, these two teams share a lot of history. Uh, they're two teams probably that are going to be on the bubble of the playoffs this year. And uh, it, it really, if the Grizz come back 2-1 and one in the big sky, they've got a big matchup with North Dakota for homecoming next week. Right. But if they come back 2-1, and one, that's a, they're in a good spot. So, I know that we've been talking about it, um, and we pretty much have, have, have stated that every game – uh, since that Eastern Washington fall is essentially a must-win for Bob Stitt and this Idaho State. Or no, I mean, I would say this game isn't a must-win. You don't think so? No, I think there's. It'd I, be nice to win. It would be. I mean, obviously, if if It'd they win beneficial. out, they're in the playoffs, no matter what. I would say. I, really? I I would think they could win. They could lose one or two games here on out. If if the Bobcats kind of stay where they're at in the the receiving votes to be ranked range. If they lose to a Weber State, that's that's not going to hurt them a ton. There are games that they can lose. This is probably one of them I at mean, Idaho State. But if they win out all of their games but lose to Montana State, it's hard to put them in the playoffs, right? No, I think they're in the playoffs. You still put them in the playoffs? If they end up eight and three, six and two in the Big Sky with wins against Weber State, North Dakota, I think they're in the playoffs. You know better than me. You have the pulse of the Big Sky. I mean, the Big Sky, it's a really tough conference. We've said it before. The Missouri Valley and the Big Sky, they're probably going to have three or four teams each. Eastern Washington, obviously one of them. Weber State are the leaders in the conference right now. Uh, I would say they're not not a lock yet. Nobody's a lock. I mean, we're not even halfway through the season, so there's a a lot to be decided still. But, uh, yeah, I would say this. I mean, not a must win, but obviously winning games helps, so. But it's a. Uh, I mean, the Grizz. The Grizz were clicking at Portland State. We talked about. I mean, look out for Jeremy Calhoun. It was his first ever, first ever hundred yard rushing game, which wow. really that surprises me. Yeah, he's he had a, a really good season last year. Well, he's a guy that, I mean, more so than than getting big yards, like a guy like a Jordan Canada or somebody that we've seen in the past. He uh, good old JC. He's a guy who just scores the ball, uh, really well, and. I mean, it's he's a red zone guy. He did it. John Wynn had more carries than him the past two years, but he would come in and score. He just passed his his running backs coach Justin Green, another Grizz legend, and all time touchdown. So moving his way up. Well, and I believe last year you you came on this very this very station, yeah, and said that you think there's potential for young Calhoun to maybe have the school record. Was that it? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a that's a thing I'm I keep my eye on, and it. 
Well, it, it came about last year. I was because again he just scored, he scored very often and it didn't have a lot of yards, but it seemed like every game he was finding the end zone. So I I looked it up and I was thinking then once his brother Justin, who uh, same age but he's a redshirt sophomore, Jeremy Tweets. is a is a true junior. He started catching touchdown passes and scoring very well, and so I looked up the brothers' stats and uh, they are. The brothers' stats. The brothers. I mean, the the Calhoun brothers. Oh, I thought combined you meant in comparison to other brothers. So no, like, yeah. What? And they they have more touchdowns than any pair of brothers in Montana history. The wins are second, I believe, hmm. and I can't remember the exact numbers. This was last football season that I figured that out that they had passed them. But uh, huh. Jeremy huh. Calhoun's a guy who's probably. I mean, he's number six right now. He's probably going to be a top three or two. I don't know if he'll catch the the Lex Hilliards, the Chase Reynolds, but he's going to be. He's going to go down in Grizz history. He's been playing. Since his true freshman year and scoring down well, so. In history. There you go. Rudolph the Grizzly running back. No, no his name's Jeremy. Oh, I was really close though. Those sounds so similar. <laughs> um, all right. Do you got a score prediction for this weekend's affair, Sir Wagner? I mean, I think it's going to be another high-scoring game. The Grizz have scored forty plus in uh in Kinda every game, but the Wash. Yeah, the Grizz, I mean, right? with the way the defense that we talked about it last week, they're. At, 96 in the country in scoring defense, not in the top 100 out of 123 teams in a in just total defense yards allowed. So I, I think it's a similar thing this week. The Grizz maybe I don't know. I would say 41-35 Grizz win. I think it's going to be a lot closer than than we've seen Grizz Bengals games in the past. Hmm. And high scoring again. I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of thrilling games this year for well, Montana. Yeah, which, I, if you I, like I, offensive football, you're you tuned into the right team. Buckle up if you like offensive football. Buckle up. Buckle up what? Your seatbelt? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you – I think that's what I you buckle up. I don't know. But uh, it, it was a cool – two. We it was after the show on Monday, but Justin Strong, we obviously talked about him with his his three interceptions. This- he wins a hat trick of, uh, of Player of the Week awards. He was the FCS Player of the Week, the big sky, and another weird FCS thing. But he also got a shout-out, Neil Everett, on a – on uh, ESPN, Neil sh- shows the highlights and uh, at, at the very end says, party at the Mo Club. That's actually he knows pretty his, good Neil Everett. He knows his Missoula. He does. Well, Neil Everett's been around Missoula. Oh, yeah. And he, couple, he two, knew who, who played in Hillsboro, which is not the normal stadium of uh, of Portland State. And he was like, oh, the, where the Hillsboro Hops play, who I still don't even know who that is. But I, good for Neil Everett. Yeah, it's always cool uh, when you see the national guys bring it down to, uh, he's, he's to the local. He ain't going to rest till you're in jail. So you got to dodge him, you got to duck him. You got to keep that D-sound up. Watch on bandit run. Welcome back into the West Coast Bias Show it is a Friday here, which means really one thing, but we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. So we're going to bring in former Missoula legend, but college football expert himself, king of the Big Ten, Sir Bradley Ross Walkie. Brad, how we doing? I'm great. That was a great intro. I don't right? think I've ever been introduced like that before. <laughs> That's good. I, I I I like to I like to help you out. You know, <laughs> we we go back a ways, but uh, we do. It's good to have you on here on the West Coast Bias Show, making your maiden voyage, you could say, onto the West Coast Bias Show. <laughs> um, all right, Brad, so let's let's just get right into it. You are the Big Ten expert here uh, that we call for all your wisdom. Do you think that a Big Ten team makes the playoff? I'm, I'm going to start you off with a softball. Okay, they should. 
They should. I think the winner of the Big Ten should get in. Now, how the voters see it, I'm not sure. But I think this is the toughest conference in the country in terms of mm. uh, scheduling. So I think the winner should get in. I think that that's a very wise, very wise answer. And you crushed the softball right out of the gate. Um, okay, so as of right now, the Penn State Nittany Lions are number four in the country in the current polls. And I want to I want to be fair to the listeners. Full disclosure. Bradley Ross Wakai is a Penn State Nittany Lion. He is so Nittany it hurts. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? That is very fair to say. Okay. Michigan knocking on the door in seventh, and then Ohio State with one loss at ten. If Wisconsin you had, at nine. And Wisconsin well. at nine. That's a good call. Everyone I picked, always forgets about Wisconsin. I picked Wisconsin to potentially, potentially make a playoff run if things crack the right way. But Jackson, or right now, Brad <laughs> – Sorry, I'm getting my names all mixed up. Um, if you had to pick between Penn State and Michigan, just the top of the East, and I guess Ohio State too, how do you see all that playing out over there? Well, Penn State's going to be home against Michigan, so I give the nod to Penn State there. But after Penn State hosts Michigan on primetime TV at 8, they have to go to Ohio State in the shoe, another big-time game. So potentially we could be looking at an Ohio State team with a loss to Oklahoma, so that's a non-conference loss. Penn State with a loss to Ohio State potentially, and also Penn State or uh, excuse me, Michigan with a loss to Penn State, which jumbles things. Okay, now Michigan State is going to be the dark horse because if they can beat mm-hmm. Michigan in the rivalry week this week, that's going to throw a wrench in everything because after Penn State goes to Ohio State, they have to go to Michigan State. Okay, so that can completely change the entire landscape of the Big Ten. Now, Wisconsin has a softer schedule, so I think they're going to be the dark horse, if anything, because they could be looking at an undefeated record in the Big Ten before the Big Ten championship game. Right, coming out of the West. I I give the nod right now to Penn State personally, uh, without even a bias, because I think they will beat Michigan at home. Uh, I think they match up athletically with Ohio State, and they've had their number the past couple years, even when they weren't an elite program. Uh, So right now I'm giving the, the edge to Penn State. Okay, so edge to Penn State. Well, and I like we. I talked about it Monday how Nebraska kind of has a potential avenue uh, out of the West, meeting a team like they Penn do. State in the East in the championship. But I mean, if it all comes down to a Penn State Nebraska hoe down, um, I, I mean that that At would Wisconsin? be kind of a, or Wisconsin. I'm sorry, not not Nebraska, Wisconsin. My apologies. <laughs> uh, out of the West, I mean that that would be a very entertaining game. Um, okay, let's let's switch gears here. So that's that's your pick for the Big Ten. So the current top four as constructed. If the playoffs were happen to happen today, Brad, what four teams are you taking with you? Okay, well, I think Bama and Clemson are locks if it was today. Who do you got one, though? I'll go Bama. I just think they're a more dominant team. I know Clemson's beaten better teams, but Alabama's been so dominant the past three weeks that I have to give them the number one ranking just kind of out of um, – just out of the dominance they've shown. So I'll go Bama 1, Clemson 2, and I'll throw Oklahoma at 3. I know they've kind of struggled the past couple weeks. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Big 12 football, but I do have to give them some respect. They went into Ohio State 1, and then I'll go Penn State 4. That'd be my top 4. Okay. Um, are you at all surprised with the collapse of my USC Trojans? Uh, no, I thought they would lose. <laughs> I figured you did. State. Ah, you're the worst. Um, <laughs> I, the, the question for you, Tato. Here's a question for you. Okay, throw it. Do you think they can get? Can, do you think they can win the Pac-12? Because it looks like Washington's going to go undefeated. I. So that's tough, right? 
But much like your beloved Big Ten is structured, the Pac-12 is similar, right? So you've got the North and the yeah. South. Washington up north, they're 2-0, 5-0 in conference, as well as Washington State up north. But in the South, you've got USC. The only team ahead of them is Utah, which is a team I think USC could beat. And if that's the case, they would slide into the number one spot. And then you have a Pac-12 showdown at the end of the year, potentially, between USC and Washington because they haven't played in the regular season. So there is an avenue in which USC could win the Pac-12, but that would require Clay Helton to be a competent coach, which is something I don't think is possible. Um, I'm so far out on this USC team. I, I was excited, but it turns out if you give any idiot a Heisman caliber quarterback, he's going to win the first four games and get everyone excited. <laughs> I, I mean, no, that's did, a good point. did you watch that Washington State-USC game? I did. So, I, and Mike, Mike, Mike Leach just coached the pants off, off Clay Helton. I mean, is there anything else you can really say about that? No, I mean, Mike Leach is a better coach. I think, I think everybody going in knew it. Um, USC has better athletes, but look, it's college football. Coaching matters. That's why Nick Saban's dominant. Dabo's got him rolling. And, you know, Urban Meyer is doing his thing. So, in college football, personally, I'll take the coach, especially at home in a big game, even when there's the number one overall talent on the other sideline. All right. Well, fair enough. Um, do you think you'll ever see Mike Leach move up to a bigger job? Okay. So, that's – I'm glad you asked. Because I, I think Tennessee I, I, could really open their checkbook ooh, for Mike Leach. Fire Butch? I think they could throw $10 million uh-huh. to make the high state coach at Tennessee. They make ooh. an extreme amount of money in the SEC. They're the most profitable program in terms of profit in the SEC. It's not even close. They could, if they were smart, they would go for Chip Kelly if he turns it down. I would go for Mike Leach second. I would just open the checkbook and give him whatever he wanted. Well, I mean, we've seen Mike Leach. He runs an offense that I think I think is very capable uh, in, in college football. I mean, we've seen it. Guys like Connor Holiday leading the, uh, the entire college football yeah. in passing stats. Now we see Kevin Falk doing something similar. Mm-hmm. I mean – it's not to say that Kevin Falk and Connor Holiday aren't just system quarterbacks, but I feel like there's a lot of guys you could plug into a Mike Leach offense who would go and be top three in the nation in yards and touchdowns, no? No, I agree, which is why I think you want to bring a guy like that to Tennessee uh, because Tennessee gets recruits. I mean, Butch Jones is an average recruiter, terrible coach. But yeah, it's not a good coach. Not a got, good like, coach. I think he got 10 uh, NFL draft picks on that team right now. You bring Mike Leach in, you could double that. No, yeah, no doubt. I, I'm a big believer of of Mike Leach. Mike, I mean, even going back to his Texas Tech days, Graham Harrell was one of the the, the best yeah, quarterbacks really collegiately, and it, he's kind of just a system guy. But it, the system works. So, also and true. I think personally, I think we we kind of uh, like thumb our nose at the system quarterback guy in college, but at the same time, that's what is in place in college football. Like Urban Meyer, system quarterback. Nick Saban, system quarterbacks, but it works in college. It doesn't mean they have to translate to the NFL, but if you want to win in college, you want to have your system and run it perfectly. I think that's Mike Leach does. I I agree with that. Okay, so Brad, I'm now going to completely transfer you. You're no longer the deem of the or the the, you don't you're no longer the the uh, committee that picks the playoff teams. You're now in charge of the Heisman committee. You get to take some players to New York with you. Now, I did this last week with your friend, and I'm, I think you know him, uh, Tyson Gentry. You, you know him, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we're familiar. Yeah, familiar. Okay. <laughs> um, but he didn't even want to take all five I gave him. He took three, I think. Um, so the hotel's paid for. Take you, you have five. You have five if you oh, want Oh, perfect. Them. Who are you taking? Okay, well, you got to throw in Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley. 
I think those are the two locks at this point. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'll go Luke Falk, the quarterback up in uh, Luke Falk. Washington That's State. right. I called him Kevin. My apologies. No, no, Kevin Falk, the uh, running back for uh, what is it, the Colts and Patriots. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was a confusion. Yeah. Um, there you go. I'll throw Darnold in there because I think he's been really? special, even with the loss and a lot of interceptions he's thrown. I just think he's going to have a big finish to the year. At least give him a vacation in New York right now. I would say Lamar Jackson, but the loss last night, um, even though he had good stats to the interception at the end, I, I just haven't seen the specialness that we've seen from Lamar Jackson. So that'd be my four: the uh, Saquon Barkley, Baker Mayfield, um, Luke Falk, and and uh, Sam Darnold. All right. Um, I, I agree with that. I, I big, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm a USC fan and I don't, I don't know if I would, uh, I don't know about Darnold. I just, I, I'm, I'm in a very, very strong place of disbelief on this whole thing. But anyway, that's, that's not here nor there, but I don't know. Um, all right. Well, Brad, I appreciate it. You are indeed the wizard of the Pac-10 or Big Ten, excuse me. Pac-10 is not even a conference anymore. Pac-10 is not a conference anymore. That's a good point. <laughs> um, but as always, we appreciate you jumping on here with us at the West Coast Bias Show. You're always welcome. No problem. You're an expert in your field. Do you got anything to plug? I know you got a podcast, right? I, well, yeah, I do. So Mondays on East Coast time, 8 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. I got it. I got my own show now. Um, if you guys want to listen to that, I'm trying to get the podcast rolling, too. Uh, so if you want to check that out, I tweet out the link. So follow me on Twitter at Biwakai. Yeah, and you, all right, whoa, 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 whoa. Be what? Biwakai. Wakai? Yes. Are you changing how you say your last name? Well, it's an East Coast thing now. But it was Wakai for ages. Ages, and then I went over here, and then you know you got to switch this up. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm now Feather Meow. So Taylor Feather Meow <laughs> here on the mic with you. All right, Brad. Well, sounds good. Hey, if you ever need anything from me, if you ever need some hot Pac-12 takes, you let me know. I'll let you know. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be hearing from you. Thanks, Brad. See you, buddy. All right. Did I not tell you? The wizard of the Big Ten. I loved it. That's a a scenario that I haven't played out in my mind yet. If I mean, if Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all have one loss, and they're all two, I mean, you would assume teams that are in the top ten, who do you – who do you give the nod to there? Right. Just whoever makes it to the conference t- championship game. I don't know what their tiebreaker format's like, but that would be a – I mean, it, it, yeah, that would be an interesting scenario. I like it. I like it a lot. And it's – yeah, I think I agree. It's a conference that, that's going to – there's going to be at least one team in the playoff. I mean, they have four of the top ten teams in the country right now. Only one in playoff spot. but No I doubt. Mean, well, it's and, a it's a good it's a good conference. And Brad did say that you know I, he thinks it's the most talented conference in football currently, and I have to agree. I mean, there's some big yeah. names up there. Yeah, I mean, just looking at that top ten, you, I mean, the SEC is good, but you've got Alabama. I mean, Auburn's playing fairly well right now, but you know they they don't have a lot else. Some breaking news that has happened: the number one QB recruit in the country uh, has committed to go to Georgia. Number really? one, number one recruit in general, uh, Justin Fields. He he also had Florida State, Auburn, LSU, Bama, but he he has committed to go to Georgia, which I think, I mean, Georgia's always kind of in the picture, not really one of the top tier teams, but if they have the number number one player in the country, I think that that makes a big difference. So hmm, absolutely. Well, well we are now joined by our second college football guest of the day. 
I don't want to power rank the two of them. I was going to say, was that a... But Tyson, you're following up a performance by Bradley Ross, apparently Wakai now. So Yeah, I know. He's saying it weird. Yeah, he, ch- he changed how he pronounces his name. Which I, I know. But so he's, I, he's coasting. He gets all fancy on it. But so anyway, you're here with Taylor Feather Meow and Jackson Wagner. We're changing that it up boy. too. Wagner. I'm going by Wagner now. Wagner? Um, so. But Tyson, before we get into your whole shtick, do you know what today is? Uh, Monday. Don't play. No, oh, no. Fell right into that one. He didn't even say Friday. No, he said Monday. But I, I know. I, I got I him good. I knew exactly. I've done the show with you a few times. <laughs> I know exactly I, what day it is. I got him good. All right. Um, uh. All right, Tyson. So let's uh, let's do a little compare and contrast. Uh, your friend, Bradley Ross Wakai, who said he's familiar with you. I asked him if he knows of you. He said familiar, so. Maybe give him a call after this. I don't know. I'll, I'll see what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, but he has it just as it lands on the top four currently, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Penn State as his top four. Any disagreements? No, uh, not really. I mean, that's pretty uh, pretty early in the season still. I mean, there hasn't been – there's been good games and good tests for those teams, but outside of Clemson, um, nobody's really playing. I mean, Ohio State – is good for Oklahoma. That's a great win, but they're not. I mean, the Big Ten is still the Big Ten, and when uh, you can get those guys early in the season before they figured out how to really play together as a team, I think that's when they're always vulnerable, and we see that a lot. But uh, outside of Clemson, I think the resumes of those uh, other top four teams aren't super impressive so far. I, I agree with that, um, and I think that's the exact reason why Sir Jackson Wagner or Wagner um, has. Clemson at number one currently. That and they saved a guy in a car crash. I mean, come on, you, you gotta you gotta give them bonus points for heroism. Yeah, they saved. What's the story? I, I mean, a, a car crash near their practice facility, and their like student assistants, trainers, managers, the players ran over and uh just kind of helped out until the ambulance got there. Dabo Swinney wow. went and saw the the student who was involved in the crash at the hospital later that night. Dabo, I mean, talking about, I know Brad kind of mentioned some of the, which I agree with all those, Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, Dabo Swinney. Chris Peterson, I would put right there with him. I I think he's one of the f- four or five best coaches in college football. He did it at Boise State, and we're seeing it again at Washington. He quickly turned that program around. Yeah. Just, just yeah. got to plug Washington a little there. No, I think that's I think that's absolutely true. Um, Tyson, let's do this. Brad, we gave him the role as the athletic director of Tennessee and he made some changes there. He fired Butch Jones. Are you surprised? Okay. Are you surprised? I know you're no. a big Butch guy. No, I'm not a Butch guy. Oh, not a Butch guy. My bad. Um, okay, so you boom. We just fired Butch. What What are you doing? Who, who are you calling? To be honest, if I'm at Tennessee, I think that program's going to be in pretty rough shape for a long time. I'd be happy if they called Ed Ogeron and offered him a 15-year contract. That's because you're know. an LSU fan <laughs> and you want him off the plate. Oh, uh, yeah, but uh, – I mean, there are, like, big-time names out there, but if you're Tennessee, it's going to be real hard to go get guys. I mean, um, if I were them, I would try to get somebody with some ties to the program. I'm really not going back to Wayne Kiffin. I'm not calling Les Miles. Um, They're in a tough spot because they do have to get rid of Butch Jones. I think uh, just the constant underperforming is just getting to a point where it's got to be annoying um, for your Tennessee faithful and – to recruit the athletes they get and the good players they get and the running backs they seem to have every year and still uh, finish on the outside the top 25 almost. Um, yeah, I think they're uh, they're going to be in some turmoil for a while. Do you know what Brad's solution was? 
no. He's ca- not James Franklin. He's calling up Mike Leach. He wants Mike Leach oh. down there. I, I agree. No, I, Mike Leach is. I don't. I don't think he could handle the uh, SEC media days. I, I don't know. I mean, it'd be just like. It'd be interesting to see how he handles the SEC in general, too. I mean, it, he's a guy that found a lot of success in the Big 12 and obviously in the Pac-12, but it's different. You don't see that style of football in the SEC quite as much. I mean, Johnny Manziel had success with it at Texas A&M, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, but that's uh, that's limited success, I guess, yeah. is what I would call yeah. what Johnny had because he was able to beat Bama, but uh, he went winless against uh, LSU, who was good at the time. Yeah. Um, he had, he had ah, trouble with – the speed of the SEC defenses, and I think that's kind of what we see um, in these bowl games at the end of the year, uh, most years. I don't know about this one. The SEC is pretty down right now, but I, I don't know if the spread offense would work. Uh, he'd really have to get better at He'd have to hire a great defensive coordinator if he went to Tennessee. That's what I'd have to say about that. Except they looked pretty good against your USC Trojans, Tato. True. True they did. Um, so I think that the – is it fair to say that the SEC is kind of in a down year this year? Oh, big time. I think there's two good teams, three good teams, maybe. So if you had to power rank conferences in an all-out anchorman-style fight, right? So everyone's walking up at each other in some kind of a nature corridor. You've got the Big Ten, uh, the Pac-12, and the SEC. And the the ACC. Don't forget about the ACC. Good good call. I'll put the ACC in. Who's coming out of that fight alive? Well, are they fighting or are they playing football games? Playing football games. Don't listen to Tato. Oh, well, then I'm, a, I'm probably going to rock with the ACC, which is something that you're never going to hear out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, now we have the audio recorded, yeah, and it's on podcast on yeah. iTunes at West Coast Pie Show. I think Toasty. that uh, just Clemson has been incredibly impressive over the last three years, and I don't think that is going to stop as long as Dabo is uh, manning the ship over there. I think Florida State and Jimbo, obviously with Francois down, that's like their season was over before it started with the first game being against Alabama, but... They're still. They have a ton of talent. I think the ACC has pretty good coaches. I think the Pac-12 probably has the best collective group of coaches right now. Football minds, at least, uh, most most yeah. progressive. Take Clay um, Helton. Boom. But if it's a straight up fight, I'm going with the SEC. Okay, I was, I was going to say what if. Bama. But now, when you say straight up fight, I mean, is there tridents and hand grenades, or what's the? There's a gun from the future. <laughs> Future gun. Good. Uh, um, okay, are you still giving Saquon Barkley the Heisman Trophy? Anything change over yeah, the weekend? Um, no, I don't I don't think he's going to get jumped. Uh, I think Darnold might be completely out of the race at this point. Lamar Jackson's probably out of the race at this point. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield has a shot at getting it. And uh, Rashad Penny um, from San Diego State, that's still yeah. my guy. But, I mean, Barkley is just on another level. He's the new next Adrian Peterson because there's one every season. But Right. Um, he looks he looks pretty legit. But the last age, the last new Adrian, or I guess it would have been two of the last new Adrian Petersons ago. Todd Gurley, he's doing pretty good mm-hmm. for himself. Yeah, and then the Leonard last, Fournette. last Adrian Peterson, Leonard Fournette's doing all right. Yeah. Well, and you know um, you know who you're never gonna get your hands on. Who? Two goes Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley. I was yeah, held I hostage to try to get this interview. Try, Tyson trying to work Todd Gurley for a fantasy trade just to come on the show, <laughs> and I put my foot down. I can't air out all my dirty laundry, dude. I'm just trying to. You have too much laundry to air, my friend. <laughs> just because you don't do laundry very good, but yeah, no, it's not but, an indictment uh, on you. It's an indictment on your washing machine. Yeah, I, I think that going back to the Heisman, I think it's <laughs> Barkley's to lose, and I think the national championship is going to be a three-peat of Clemson and Alabama all right. at this point in the season. Well, Tyson, I know that Jackson. Do you have anything else for Tyson? No, 
Uh, uh, I got a hi. real quick question for you guys. Uh, I defer to Jackson. Is the Clemson-Bama rivalry going to reach the uh, Golden State uh, Cavaliers level That's I, when I, they play again? I was just thinking that same thing when you said a repeat. We had talked earlier about the MLB, too, and we were – I know Tato predicted a repeat of of Cubs Indians. That one's a little less clear, but it's like all of sports right now is just there's two really good teams and everyone else is is behind. I don't think they'll get quite caught up to the to the level of Golden State, Cleveland, because I think the NBA is something that I've talked about before. Just the off season or not the off season, all of the off the court stuff that happens makes it a product that's so different. And I mean, those two teams are so dominant and so far ahead of the pack that. But I, it would be, I mean, it would be fun to see another Clemson Alabama game. I'm definitely on board. Who do you guys think? Uh, do you think Kelly Bryant can get that done against Alabama's defense? I think Nick Saban buys his whole offensive line a bunch of Mercedes the night before, and they come out and destroy there you go. Clemson. I, I think well, Alabama wins. I mean, just fun fact before I get off here, but uh, he's got a couple uh, players' moms that work for him. They're his like secretary and stuff in his hmm. office. So Ooh. you guys want to do some hmm. digging? It's a double investigation. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, get the FBI involved in that one. Let's go. Oh, they're probably already in. All right, Tyson, I know you've got to cram for your underwater basket weaving final here in just a couple of minutes, so we'll let you get back to that. But Thanks, Tyson. I appreciate Earth, you calling Earth in. Systems. What Earth is it? Systems. Which one? Earth systems. Basket weaving? I can't hear you. You're cutting out. Anyway, we're going to let you go, Tyson. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, it's been a lot of fun having you. All right, well, I feel like we got a lot of pretty good yeah, that's good. I I've got one uh one little thing since we've spent so much time talking about Tennessee football, which, I mean, they're pretty pretty awful. But, uh, I guess at this point, former Grizz quarterback Reese Phillips, yes, went down with that that gruesome injury. Obviously, friend of yours, right? I could say that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm if writing you a, saw I'm, him, you I'm might writing say hello. writing a story about him. Careful, don't give it all away. It uh, well, y- there'll be more revealed Careful. next week. Yeah, there you go. But just a little little quick tidbit from it. Uh. Just well, talking with him about the the process after after he left the field, where he went, what he did. He said it it, it took a while. They had to do X rays and all sorts of other pre op stuff until he got into surgery. And while he was there, he tried watching the Grizz game, and he said that was just that was too hard for him to do. So he switched it over to the Tennessee game, and then he kind of laughed and he was like, "That was even harder though." So it doesn't really it didn't really matter. I just had to turn the TV off. So hmm. Grizz football more painful than watching or <laughs> Tennessee football, I should say. More painful to watch than than Grizz football for Reese Phillips right after he broke wow. his leg. So that's a, that if a Tennessee guy born in Chattanooga, big big Tennessee fan his whole life, so that that shows something about the know, state of the Tennessee Volunteers. Right do now. you happen to know, off the top of your head, what came on the radio as I drove across town today to come do this radio show in apocalyptic type conditions? Uh, no. Are you sure? I bet if you guessed really hard. It's a very inappropriate song that is written by Alan Jackson. Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee. There we go. That song nice. has not been the same since you pointed Great. out. I know. The, It'll never be. Well, and you also told me today that the Dixie Chicks are no... Goodbye, Earl, man. That That's song a, is also it, It's a great song. song, but it's a it's a pretty graphic song. See, I had no idea. I just listened to the beats and stuff, if it sounds fun. Yeah. That's why I like Becky Black, man. Gotta she, listen to the words, man. She doesn't There's, lie. There's a there's a deeper meaning with these words. Gotta get my bowl. Gotta get my cereal. You know, she just. That's cr- I mean, that's that's all, that's all the meaning there is. She just yeah. gotta eat some cereal. Hey, it's called we breakfast. all just do. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it is Friday, which means we've got two days until the Sunday slate of NFL games. 
So with that being said, we've got some bold predictions coming at you. And a Britney song with So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Welcome back, West Coast Bias Show. Here on a very, very happy Friday, Jackson. Pepper needs new shorts. Not, not only is it a party in the USA, which how good was how Great. good was early Miley? Oh man, early Miley. Even Miley, other, everything other than Wrecking Ball Miley, just peak. Even Hannah Montana, Riley, Miley, Riley, Miley. That was it. She's good. Just good. Well, I'll say it. I'm not afraid. No, I, I I agree with you. That's why I played it at the break. That and <laughs> I have a parent who listens to the show who is quite curmudgeon in his ways. Who I, I I like imagining him playing Miley Cyrus in his office. Sorry, Mr. Featherman. Being all grumpy. I have no control uh, over what your son plays on uh, radio. It's Friday. Mer, party in the USA. Mer. I don't think he sounds like that. No, he doesn't. But I don't, eh, eh, maybe I don't know. Anyway, okay. As you heard from the brand new, very, very, brand very nice cut. radio cut there. Uh, it's bold strategy, Cotton. We're going to see if that pays off. Jackson, it is NFL Bold Predictions Friday. Friday. You got to make a play. You got to make a move. Yes. All right. I'll let you make your first bold prediction from the slate. First bold prediction is that Kansas City are undefeated no more. I'm, I'm a big believer in this Kansas City team. I think Alex Smith has been slightly underrated. So not not severely underrated, but slightly underrated his, his whole life, you're his whole career. Houston. And, yeah, I think Deshaun Watson, uh, they they lost against the Jaguars in week one, but they started Tom Savage for some reason. Since uh, since Deshaun Watson's taken over, they've looked like a different football team. Tommy and they've looked like They've looked like a tough football team. So, yeah, Tommy touchdown. Tommy Savage, what a guy. But, I mean, Kansas City – it is always good this this early in the season. Andy Reid, it's something that goes back to his Philly days where he's he starts seasons really well. But I think uh, at Houston, I think the the Texans come away with a with an upset, and we have no more undefeated teams in the NFL. Well, and lucky us, but this is the Sunday night football Sunday game night this week. I've been so waiting be all day for Sunday night. I think they got rid of that song. I don't know. I know that there was a big thing because I've been waiting all day for. Sunday was that the one with Hank? Uh, Hank Williams? I don't know. I think that was, I don't know. I think he like threatened the president or something. Yeah, Hank Williams. So they had to, like, I think Hank Williams did a lot of really racist things. And yeah. then they were like, ooh. He <gasps> might be that one that one reporter's gram- or there you grandpa. Go. Yeah. Hey, there you go. You, know, you never know. Callback. Callback. If you were listening in the first Love half. Love callbacks. Love them. Gotta listen to all two hours if you want to really radio. You know what? If you don't get show. that joke, you know what you can do? iTunes podcast. Just type exactly. in West Coast Buy Show. And honestly, shout out to the fans out there. That's been blowing up. I'm. Very happy with the results there so far. Tato texts me at least seven times a day with updated numbers from the podcast. I so. never once get a thank you, Tato. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe. I oh, are they not sending? I'm. I oh, yeah, meant to. I don't. You know. 
But anyway, what's your bowl? What's your first well, bowl? I was prediction? gonna talk about Houston for a minute. Oh, Houston! All right, let's hear you. What you got? From Deshaun Houston. Watson, one of the first rookies with a uh, offensive player of the week honor, coming off that huge game last week. Huge. Uh, in the showdown with the Patriots. Nope, that was two weeks ago. That was two weeks but ago. But regardless, Deshaun Watson having a big, big uh, yeah. start to his career so far, which is Clemson. Not, this not, just backs up my Clemson oh. theory as well. Although, wow. if Another you're saying back. that uh, that Clemson's best player is now a good NFL player, that's maybe not. That's all right. Kelly Bryant theory, ain't bad. But, yeah. but regardless, Deshaun Watson, uh, finally the quarterback Houston deserves. Not quite the quarterback that they they need, but certainly the one they deserve. Um also, the one they need. I was trying to make a Batman reference, but I don't think it worked. Yeah, was, eh, hit or miss. A lot, a lot better than that that Brocket ship, Brock Osweiler. I'm I'm glad to the see him in a backup role finally. Right where he belongs. Yeah. You turkey. But anyway, Brandon Whedon is in the NFL again. That's scary. <laughs> that guy's not he good. Graduated at college at like 28. Yeah, and he wasn't That's, that good at that hey, point. Could be my role model. <laughs> there you go. Another callback. Callback. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I could see a world where the Houston Texans come in and with that offense, very explosive, and whoop a bound whoop a bound the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, thank you, yes. Um, okay, my bold prediction now, one I actually have things prepared for to talk about. Yeah. The Chicago Bears, Monday Night Football. The Bears. Led with Sir Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell, not Mitch. Mitchell. Did I say Mitchell or no, Mitch? No, I, I – I'm just reminding myself, Mitchell, not oh, Mitch. Okay. Um, going in to Minnesota. Well, it's in Chicago. Yeah, but they're coming in. Minnesota's <laughs> coming into there you go. Yeah. the game. Yeah. Oops, read that wrong. I mean, it's but close. Uh, <laughs> you got the team right. <laughs> I I I think that you you throw. I mean, Mike Glennon has not been good so far this year. He's yeah. got four touchdowns. I would argue to pair with five bad. interceptions. Yeah. That has not been good. Granted, uh. I don't know if this is really that bold of a prediction because this Vikings team is pretty banged up offensively. Yeah, I was going to say, no Dalvin Cook Dalvin for the Cook's Vikings. Dalvin Cook's coming out, but Latavius Murray is ready to roll, apparently, which is still scary because he wasn't like overly that great with Oakland. He had a couple pretty good seasons, I guess. Yeah. But uh, also, Sam Bradford out. Teddy Bridgewater still out. So, <laughs> leading the charge up in Minnesota for Chicago, in Chicago for Minnesota. There she goes. There she goes. Case Keenum from Houston, the Houston Cougies. Case's Cougies. Ooh, he looked man. good last week. He looked great last That's week. That's another I'm example. starting him in fantasy. He's maybe the best example a of a, a really a system guy in college. Oh, yeah. That if Mike has, Leach has got his hands on this be, guy. Oh, man. Ooh. Those Houston, Tom Ooh. Herman, those Houston teams were very, very, very good. Ooh, but, I mean, if Mike Leach got his hands on a guy yeah. like Case Keenum, it's over. Give him the, it's over. Give him the little glass football from back in those days. There you go. But, uh, no, Case Keenum, I, I'm very happy. Uh, so my prediction for this game is that Case Keenum passes for, like, 400 yards and three touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. Back-to-back good weeks. He's going to just absolutely obliterate the Chicago Bears secondary and make Chicago look all stupid. Big. Yep, that's my bold. That's, that's bold. This isn't, this isn't lukewarm predictions. This is bold. It is, I, bold predictions. I suppose you're correct. So I'm going to ask you to get bolder on this next one. Bolder? Oh, no, I – I don't know if I get Boulder. I go maybe, uh, maybe I get Boulder. I don't know. Have you gone to Colorado? Ah, man, I tell you what. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is really a bold as bold. I mean, I my bold predictions maybe slightly less bold than yours apparently, but 
I think the New York Giants get the, their first win of the year this week. They take on the L.A. Chargers, who... Oh, so the two 0-4 teams, yeah, you I mean, think both, one comes out with a win? Both teams <laughs> But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Whatever. What if they tie? <laughs> that would be the oh, that would be the ideal. One. There we go. How the, that's my new bold prediction. They're gonna tie. <laughs> but I the the Chargers have like looked good. At least they've just lost in like heartbreaking fashion over and over and over. ESPN's matchup thing has them like a sixty two percent shot well, to win. Whatever. This isn't bold. <laughs> I am. I, I'm sorry. Jackson's lock of the week. There you go. That's what that's what. It's there like. you go. That one. That's a lock. lock What's of the your week next is a tie. bold prediction? The lock of the week is a tie. Uh, in the battle of the poo-poos. Is that the same game? The poo-poo stinks. No, the other poo-poo stinks battle. Is that San Francisco Indy? Nope, the third poo-poo stinks battle. <laughs> I don't know the third one. Jets versus Cleveland. Oh, there we go, yeah. <laughs> this one is a poo-poo a stinks. Oof, yeah. um, I, I think Cleveland comes in. Uh, it's at home for Cleveland. Yeah. And they are also favored, much like Jackson just said. But I think Cleveland gets the win. So I guess that's my lock of the week. Oh, man, our locks are terrible. We should never gamble. Never. This is bad. But I just realized that there is a tie statistic, which is 0.3%. So if, you're, if your thing was to call a tie, you're. You, you don't fire. have very good odds. Now you're on fire. But don't I don't know. Deshaun Kaiser's been terrible this year. Three touchdowns, eight interceptions. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to scratch that. I'm going to pick a new lock. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, no, that one's stupid. Look at that. That's it changes his mind on I TV. I think that the. On TV, radio. Uh, yeah, on TV. Live stream. You can't, hidden camera there. Hidden camera there. Hidden camera there. <laughs> Um, okay, my new lock of the week is I think that Ben Roethlisberger Ooh. at home, which there's two different kinds of Ben. There's Big at home ben. ben, and then there's road Ben. Road uh, Ben is terrible. Yeah. Not a good football player. Home Ben? Great. Home Ben can sling a football. Oh, yeah. Home Ben with none other than the Jacksonville Jaguars, London Jaguars, Jaguars. coming in to Pittsburgh. I think they get shut out. Just destroyed. You think the Jaguars get shut out? By the Steelers. Wow. That is Steelers, bold, and that's the Steelers so incorrect. Crush the hearts of Jacksonville. Wow. Just you could You them could out. not, be, stomp you the could not be more wrong. That's Rip it I'm out like say. Indiana Jones yeah. and then eat it right on the spot. The Jaguars are going to win that game. That that's a big rivalry. My roommate is a Steelers fan. I'm a Jags fan. So Ooh. that's a the big one. Big is one in our Taylor? household. No. That surprises me. I mean... You just I feel like you're most, the kind of guy who yeah. put up like a Craigslist ad. Need new roommate. I, I need, Must I, be named Taylor. You have to. Yeah. No. It's working with the thing I got going. <laughs> anyway, you ready for my next bold prediction? I think it's a little more bold oh, than my, wow. than my previous okay. one. Yeah, let's, let's uh, I say that EJ Manuel, who will be starting for the Oakland Raiders, throws three touchdowns. Oh, EJ, that is bold. This is a – it's funny. I, big EJ Manuel fan just – Gonna say that going back to his FSU days and and even with the at Buffalo, but d- looking up this, it popped up with the fact that EJ Manuel is is a he's a veteran QB who's who's good for this spot, and that just makes me feel so old because EJ Manuel does not seem like a veteran to me. No, but the Raiders have been struggling. Derek Carr is now hurt, and they're in a spot i mean this was a team that i think a lot of people had as kind of a dark horse super bowl candidate i think they in vegas they were the number one pick too they 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 received the most bets they're, they're going to be there they soon like vegas. But, yeah. yeah but i mean they they play against the ravens who we've discussed we don't think are a very good football team no. ej manuel 
He's got. He's still got Amari Cooper. He's still got Michael Crabtree. Two two really good receivers. I think still he got Marshawn Lynch out the backfield. Marshawn, beast mode. I woke up in beast yeah. mode. I'm a, I'm all I'm all in on EJ. Okay, okay. I uh my last bold prediction of the game. There you go. Here, because this is a game. This it's is all a game, game we're playing. I think the Green Bay Packers hang a forty berg. Wow. On the nose. Wow. Of the Dallas Cowboys. The boys. Yes. I, I, the best offensive team in football couldn't do it last week. Well. The Los Angeles whatever. Rams. They can, they can shut up. I, I think that. There you go. I, <laughs> I think <laughs> the Green Bay, I, I don't know. There's just something. I think Ty Montgomery uh, apparently is still going to play this game, even though he's got like a broken rib right now. Very, very tough guy. Devontae Adams, who uh, was literally knocked out in the last football yeah. game, is going to play apparently. Wow. Um, I mean this this is a tough uh, tough Green Bay team. There's there's a lot going on there, and I just I don't think the Cowboys have looked that good. I think Dak has looked uh, a lot more like a, a young quarterback than he, last year was an incredible run for Dak and Zeke. Yeah, and I think a lot of that, which we've kind of, I, I guess I don't know if we touched on it very much with with Dalvin Cook, but. It's something you see with a lot of rookies. I mean, you don't have that much tape on them in NFL games. It's hard to, it's hard to really game plan for them until later in the season. And once once you've got a year's worth of tape and teams know what you want to do and what you're going to be successful doing, it's a lot easier to defend a guy like Dak Prescott, who I mean, he's still still a good quarterback, but he is still. I don't know if we'll see another season where he had the the efficiency that that he did as a rookie, which is odd to say. Yeah, but no, I think I think you're right. I mean, Dak. Dak is still an above-average NFL quarterback. Yeah. I still think he's the quarterback of the Cowboys' future. Do not get me wrong. I still, uh, I still think this is a, probably a playoff team for the Cowboys. I think so. That O line alone is just incredible. Yeah. Zeke Elliott is still an incredible running back. He's still having a great season so far, but, but. he's been stopped in some games. There's been some. There was the the game where he gave up on a play um, that kind of caused a little a little stir. Yeah. Des Bryant's still one of the best possession wide receivers throwing the ball down the field wise. I mean, there's there's a lot going on for this Cowboys team. They're still a good team. But but I think Green Bay going into Jerryland, gonna hang a forty on them. Wow. Right on their schnaz. In Jerryland. So that's Jerry a Land. that's a very bold prediction. Well fitting of, here. of the segment's name. Bold. 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 And the best part is Monday I can overreact about this. Hey, Monday overreactions from the weekend. That's another yes. new segment that we got coming. That is another new we segment. We deal in hyperbole here at the West Coast Bias Show. We certainly deal with hyperbole, I suppose. What a, I mean, we I guess we kind of touched on on some locks as well, but what are some what game are you looking forward to most this weekend? I mean, I think that the Chiefs Texans game yeah. at Sunday night is going to be a great great football game. Uh I think that primetime right, TV for the Chiefs prime back to back weeks. Good for them. Uh, I think Seahawks Rams is going to be a good one. Yeah, that's a another one. Yeah, I, the Rams have been the best offensive team in football so far this year. As you, wow, big sneeze, bless yeah, you. A sneeze. But uh, and the Seahawks historically these past couple of years, I guess not historically, but have been for all of one history. of the best one of the best defensive teams. So Jackson's it, in like two online history classes. We've got so a good a good matchup. You would know in L.A. I think the Rams win that one too. Yeah, I mean. I'm big on this Rams team this year. I'm a believer in Goff. I think Goff gets her done. Um, I think another another good game from this week. Uh, it's kind of a battle of the poo-poo stinks, but 49ers-Colts, um, two teams that are not very good. Andrew Luck back at practice, though. 
for the Colts will not play this Sunday, but perhaps next Sunday, which would be a huge shot in the arm for the Colts. But 49ers, uh, I think probably the best 0-4 team there is. I mean, your options are Browns, Niners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chargers or Giants. I mean, I think the 49ers have to be the best of that bunch, right? I mean, I not know. even talent-wise. I just think Kyle Shanahan's a lot better. Yeah, I think that's true. I think, and their team that I think you talked about last week, they're you can see the effort that they're putting in every week. They're they're coming close. They're they're on the brink. They just yeah, need I mean, a little bit more they've, talent. They've had a game this year where they dueled down the wire with the Rams, the best offense in the NFL. Yeah, they've had a game this year where they very very probably could have beat the Seahawks. Yeah, but a couple things didn't go their way down the stretch. I mean, and those are the two of the leaders of that division. Yeah. So, maybe one of the better poopoo snakes teams out there. I would agree. I, I yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good call. I mean, all of the all of the they own four teams except for really the Browns. I feel like have some talent and are just have been a little bit unlucky. The Chargers, one of them, uh, a sad storyline from there. I maybe not gonna get this pronunciation correct, but Young Way Koo. Yeah, no, uh, you nailed that. Their their place kicker. Something he didn't do with who, field goals. Yeah, exactly. Often. Cut. He three of six from field goals. He was uh, one of four in the forty to forty nine yard range, and he he is no longer. They they signed Nick Novak, a guy they've had before, and Koo was really the darling of the NFL at the start of the year. He won the 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 starting job. He could do a thing where he like flipped and got the ball to spin, and then kicked a field goal, and then flipped again. And I uh, I don't even know if you haven't seen the clip. Go go online and. And look up Young Hui Koo. It's spelled Y O U N G H O E space K O O. And, uh, you know, he was a viral sensation. He was a guy, undrafted rookie out of Georgia Southern. And he lasted four games for I the winless Chargers. I don't think this is the end of, of Young Hui Koo. I, I, yeah. I'm a fan. I think he. Uh, I think he, uh, uh, he he finds his way back. Yeah, I think he. I think, I he think that happens. I think he with lands a lot of on the team. I mean, yeah. we've seen last night. Uh, for example, yeah, um, the, Bucks. the Buccaneers losing a game doing doing large part to the kicking on their team, which is interesting because that was actually a big storyline of the uh, of the off season was all right. As the Bucks, do you stay with um, do you, do you stay with Robert Aguayo or do you go with Nick Folk and then? Yeah. Uh, and Robert Aguayo out of Florida State, well, the best like college kicker of all time. Yeah, they tr- they basically traded up to get him. He right, was an early round. Right, pick. and uh, then they ended up cutting him because of some offseason concerns with how how his confidence was. Yeah. And then he signed with the Bears and got cut there. He's still a free agent. I mean, they're obviously this came back to bite him. And you know what? I you know what I think they do? I think they just mm. draft kicker high. Just end this kicking debate. There you go. I think that's the only thing to do. I I remember when the Jaguars uh, took Brian Anger, a punter in the in the 4th round, but but Russell Wilson was still on stoked. the board. They took a punter and cut him later. I I think I mean, I'm sorry kickers, but I I never draft a kicker. It puts way too much expectations on him. Kicking is a is a weird thing that has a lot to do with confidence and when your confidence right. is is broken, or shaky, I mean, we saw it with Aguayo. It was something that happened with with Grizz kicker Tim Semenza too, hmm. where he was the guy last year, and then this off season, all the reports from camp were just, you know, he didn't look like himself. He was when you start thinking about every single kick, it becomes a lot harder. It's like they tell you, don't don't think, just shoot, don't think, just kick. But it's it's tough to do, and it we've seen it get a lot of kickers. All right, so with that, the final we got about thirteen minutes left here on the clock. Yeah. 
Um, let's uh, let's test out a new segment, why don't we? Oh, uh, well then. Don't at me if you're gonna chat. Don't at me. Fall back a little bit. Don't at me. I am not having it. Don't at me. You will get blocked quick. Don't at me with your default pick. Don't at me. Delete all that. Don't at me. Wow. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> that's just. That's, I mean, he says "don't at me" very violently. Like a, that's just a the, lot. Well, he's you know, just, I had to censor some things out yeah. of that. Yeah. But I. I don't know. I just. He says "don't at me," and that's what we're gonna call this segment. Don't at me. Which, don't at me. For anyone out there who does not have social media nor is much of a millennial. <coughs> Dad. Millennial. So pretty much uh, it's just like if you say something you don't want people to come at you on Twitter for, essentially, don't at you on Twitter, at Jackson Wagner on Twitter, at Feather underscore 24 on Twitter. I don't know. Follow us. Yeah. At West Coast Bio Show yeah. on Twitter. WCB Show, actually. WB, WCB. There it is. WCB Show. Uh, yeah. On Twitter, you can find all Jackson's hot takes there. Hey. Um, okay, so don't at me. So, Jackson, this is pretty much just a platform for you and me yeah. to air fairly unpopular opinions um, Yeah. with the intentions that all you listeners right now, you're contractually obligated to not add us, I guess. Even you though we just told song. you to add us? No, it, add us. like, like Add with A-D-D, like but follow, don't A-T. But, yeah, don't, is that what don't you're going at with? us okay. with the little circle in. Yeah. Don't at us. Okay, so yeah. My uh All right. I got a couple. All right. I got some hotcakes. Wow. Let's start with you then. I got I got one big one really is, okay. is what I'm thinking of. Don't at me, but I, I hate LaMelo Ball. I cannot stand him. Wow. I, I What the, I, what did this teenager ever I, do to you? I don't like him. I don't like him. Right. I what, what do you have fan. to back up this? Okay, I'll just do the I'll just do the full dive in. I'm a All big right. fan of Lonzo Ball. Okay. I, I didn't know of the Ball family background. Yeah. But I just remember watching him at UCLA last year and thinking, wow. That was kind of before LeVar really became LeVar. Right, right. And I just remember watching him at UCLA last year and thinking, wow. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've watched a lot of NBA and yeah. a lot of college basketball, but I haven't seen a player who sees the floor like Lonzo Ball ever in my time. Wow. Something like Magic Johnson is honestly what it reminded me of, the way he could run around the court and sling the ball and find guys in corners and in different spots that you didn't expect. I mean, he passes like Nikola Jokic. Yeah, the Denver big guy. Yeah, I mean the the way he sees the floor is really unreal, and he can knock down a shot. His release was always kind of wonky, but I was always okay with that because it was like, oh, it's just, I mean, he just makes Lonzo Ball, whatever, yeah. he and makes he makes them. them at a high clip. Yeah, so I I was always a big Lonzo Ball guy, and then I you know I I was a big fan of his, and then things kind of started unraveling this year with the whole Lavar Ball going on first take and yep. screaming at Stephen. However, st- screaming at Stephen A for like. <sighs> 20 he, minutes. Of, he and, could uh, beat Michael Jordan in one-on-one, though. Great. And if Michael Jordan said, yeah, if I had one foot and one arm, maybe. Maybe. But maybe. I just, this whole ball family thing is kind of blown out of context. And then the reason why I specifically have beef with LaMelo Ball is, A, I just, I see videos of him where he's, like, playing pickup ball with, like, a bunch of what looked to be, like, older gentlemen mm-hmm. at the, like, YMCA or something. Yeah. And he gets, like, a two-handed dunk that's not even a great two-handed dunk, just, like, a little one. Like, he just kind of grazed the rim. And he stands over this poor 30-year-old man I mean, he's who like just got dunked on kid. and stares at him. If I was that 30-year-old man and that 16-year-old kid with his braces and his big goofy hair was standing over me like that, I would be very upset. If I, I was think that, that's if I was that thirty-year-old man, I wouldn't have got dunked on in the first place. No, you put the boots to him. You don't let him land that dunk. Hey. Current Oregon State uh, standout Trace Tinkle once tried to dunk on me. Put the boots to him. 
His really? feet didn't hit the ground. Well, there you go. Probably wasn't a good idea. He's yeah. Had a lot of, and he kind of landed on me, so it was all good. But anyway, I'm I'm <laughs> sick of it. I he's being a punk. He's got that goofy hair. Get a haircut. How about that? I'm I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I'm, wow. <sighs> Millennials upset. iPhones or Twitter. Oh, jeez, yeah. I'm ready to just go live in a cabin in the woods and talk about the government. I mean, I think that's fair. I think a lot of people. Lamelo Ball did this to me. They dislike the balls. I I don't even hate Lavar Le- though. Like I just think he's a loudmouth dad. You know, there's there's parents like that. You go to a high school football game. Yeah. There's always the one dad who, for instance, uh, there was always a Butte parent who I won't say their name <laughs> or their kid's name, but every time their kid would do anything special, you'd hear them in the background. Yeah. All set. That's. I mean, oh, I, are you gonna... yeah, I'll say that Scott Cook, he's my, yeah. he's my dog. He coached me in middle school basketball. That's he, exactly who that is. Scott Cook is the man. Scott, he's so support. I mean, a lot of people take it the wrong way because he, because he's, he's loud, loud, but he's so supportive of, of his, right. his team and his, well, kids, and his kids and are freak football athletes. Yeah. They're both great. Football I mean, players. Dallas Cook, like statistic wise is maybe the best quarterback in Montana high school history. And that's just like a fact. I mean, he he threw for more touchdowns and yards than 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 basically anyone else before. Right. So. Right. But yeah, I mean, Lavar's Lavar's funny. He's exactly. He, and I'm he, sure he, it's you, a character, and he's making a lot of money off of this character. Right. Now he's got a TV show, Ball yeah. in the Family. But I like. I'm sure if you yeah. know Lavar Ball was your basketball coach, much like Cook was your. Yeah. I don't know his first name. Scott. Scott Cook. But I mean, I'm sure you middle would also. Be that was the best fairly, year in middle. Yeah. Fairly highly thought of of Sir Lavar Ball, but I don't. I I mean, I don't really even care about Lavar Ball. I just Lamelo. I I think he's got too much attention, too young. I think he's going to grow up to be to be a very very mean person and and, yeah. and angry at the world. And he needs a haircut. And right. I'm sick of him staring at adults. I can see knock, it. Knock that off. I can see it. It's my old guy rant. My uh. Okay, don't at Jackson. Don't at me. But I think that Derrick Rose might create a starting point guard controversy in Cleveland. And I This is the first time I haven't brought up a Derrick Rose. I know that's I I I had to hold it back I'm earlier because this. I I wanted it to be a surprise, but you Derrick Rose has been brought up way more than I expected well, so yeah, far this just, show. That's cuz I've shown you my drawing. Exactly. And and we and your uh and your thumb drive. We got there's a I lot of Rose connections. <laughs> but I mean Isaiah Thomas obviously is going to be out for I mean, at at this point, yeah, basically Christmas or January, it's looking like, which is going to give Derrick Rose the chance. He he just came out and said during the preseason, during camps and stuff, that this is the most talented team he's ever been on. I don't think we'll see him return to the to the you know twenty five and eight MVP years, obviously. But I could see him while while the starter in New York last year. He averaged eighteen points and almost five assists. I could see him going like twenty and seven, being. Good in the minutes. I mean, he's played over thirty minutes per game in every season that he's played. Obviously, some of those were like some of those are injury. Long. Yeah, th- I mean, a ten game season in twenty thirteen. He didn't play at all yep. in twenty twelve. Yep. But he played sixty four games last year for the Knicks. Played thirty three minutes a game, and but, I mean, that that was a horrible Knicks team. But he played like I mean, he's a he's a still a decent starting point guard, and I think. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, it will be his when he comes back, I'm sure, but I don't know how well he fits with this Cleveland team, and I think Derrick Rose is going to continue to see. I I mean, he's never played – he's at, never averaged less than 30 minutes a game in his career. I think he probably does that this year. It would be smart, too. And yeah. I, that's the thing. I think I've he's around a team – I mean, LeBron James has never really been hurt. 
he i who knows if that's just because he is a, a not human and is a super athlete but d wade is going to be on kind of minutes restrictions. This is a team that isn't going to – I mean, they don't want their star players playing 35, 36 minutes a game. They don't care. Right. And They're going to make the playoffs, talent. and I think that he's a guy that uh, that's going to play 25 minutes a game, average close to 20 points and f- five assists or so. I think he's going to be – I think this is the comeback for D. Rose. He's got the longer hair. He's finally – which it's hard to say. Hair. New York is a is a huge market, obviously, but he's playing for a team that matters now. Right. The Knicks True. have not mattered in a while. No, and the so. Bulls certainly did not matter yeah. when he was there. So I, I there think this is no a, way of contention. I think this is a, is it going to be a good year for D Rose. I, Don't at me though. I would like to see that. Um, clearly, being yeah. a, a yeah. lifelong Derek. Rose I, fan, I figured you would. I be a big. I wanted to almost not do this because I knew it would make you too happy. Right. Well, no, and, and I, I, I would ha- be. I would be <laughs> excited if if this occurred, but. I mean, you got to remember, he's coming off of a torn meniscus. He ended the season last year with a torn yeah. meniscus, and I've seen Derrick Rose coming back from injury plenty of times in my old life. I know. And I mean, I'm not saying it's. I mean, it's that's, always work him in, and it's then a, let's see what he can do. And then, it's going to be difficult, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think he. I think he could have a good. I think he could have a good breakout year. All right. Uh, my other don't at me uh, is something that I. I feel like a lot of people are kind of. I feel like it's like cool opinion to have and i don't know that's not where i'm at with it i'm not trying to do it for, to be cool okay. clearly i'm not doing it because my friends i think so. you're doing it to be cool, if my though. friends jumped off a bridge i would not because i don't like bridges mm. but i don't think tony romo is the best color guy in the world yet like, wow don't me. i just I think it's really cool that he can predict plays and like better watch the halfback here. He's gonna didn't you didn't you say on the first ever show how much you enjoyed Tony Romo's broadcast? I am enjoying it. It's just like I, I don't know. I'm so torn. It's like there's also points when he's like fairly annoying, where it's just like as a broadcaster, you got to know that you're just supposed to be like, okay, Jim Nance, get us out of here. You know what I mean? And just kind of yeah. quiet up. But he's uh-huh. always he's always like. Like there was a he's part, always on. There was a part of last night's Thursday night game where like a flag came out. He's like, "You better get on this one, Jim Nance. You better tell us what's going on." Just like Tony, no. Calm there's down, no, there's Tony. no part of that that needs to be involved in this broadcast. I still think he's good. I still think he has a lot more football knowledge than almost any other uh, commentator out there. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't. It's an unpopular opinion, and I disagree I just, with you. I no, and I, I still like Tony Romo, and well, I, I, I want to hear him call more games. I just think he's got to just dial back the trying to be entertaining part. Right. Like here at the West Coast Bias Show, we both know that we're fairly bland, unentertaining guys, so we don't try to play it up. You know, you don't see Jackson like Taylor. You better talk us through this conflict. You know, you don't, you just don't see that stuff. Yeah, because we, 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 we know our role. Tony, it's okay to be bland. Phil Sims was in that seat for a long time, and he was literally he was the, the most worst. Planned, yeah, the worst. Any any change you do to Phil Sims, this isn't even a don't at me. It's just my plea to Tony Romo. Any change you have from Phil Sims is going to be welcomed. It yeah. will. All right, fair enough. I agree. You watch any good TV or anything recently? We got a couple minutes here. Uh, not really, actually. You ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I actually have not. Which. I think I know. you'd like it. I, I've, I've heard that as well. It's funny. My 
my roommates and I just got Hulu back on our Ooh. on our system, so we've been watching a lot of Seinfeld because it's on Hulu. Ooh, Seinfeld's good. Great. Larry David's great stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I, I would imagine Kirby Enthusiasm it's something I'd be interested in. I watched the trailer for the new season coming out and laughed pretty much throughout the whole thing. It's really good stuff. Well, and just like you said, Larry David coming back to Kirby Enthusiasm after eleven yeah. years. Um, That's great. Just kind of senses of when just he like needs. the the crabbiest old man at this point. Essentially, yeah. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of his shtick. He just he's just Larry David. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he's just Larry. He's might be Bernie Sanders in disguise. He did a great Bernie Sanders for yeah, SNL. They're related, really? Yeah, that came out. Wow, well, they're actually related. Which I'm not buying sense. it yet, but I'll I'll do my research. Fair enough. All right. Well, <laughs> that is the West. That's our show, the West Coast Bias Show. Yes. Um, the the best coast bias show. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at WCB show on the Twitter machine, or you can jump on iTunes podcast. Find every episode you've missed. If you want to find all those jokes we were referencing late in the show that we made hey, early in the show, callbacks. Guess what? Jump on the podcast machine. You can find it there. Yes. Um, as far as Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner, y'all have yourself a good weekend, and we will see you. See you Monday next week. <laughs>